Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hi, filmmakers. Joining us today is Michelle Alexandria. She's an LA native. She's produced several features, including family film First Dog with actor Eric Roberts and Priscilla Barnes, which was number one on Redbox for over a month. Her film Screamers was number one on iTunes in the horror section. And more recently, she produced an award-winning drama starring Denise Richards. Besides producing, Michelle buys and sells films worldwide. Uh, she works for Glasshouse Distribution. She's their head of international sales and acquisitions. Um, she recently completed the company's first feature film, Trauma Therapy, uh, starring Chase Coleman of the originals and Brian Krause of Charmed. Currently, her primary focus of acquisitions are family films, animation, and children content, uh, which she spends much of her work days reviewing films uh, for consideration. And she's been a regular attendee of all the major film festivals and markets since 2002. And that includes Cannes, uh, Berlin, AFM. Uh, she's an invited speaker each year in Cannes, as well as other film festivals. She has a five-year-old son, whom she likes to say is her own personal focus group on <laughs> children content. And her knowledge and experience, along with her well-established relationships in the industry, uh, makes her an invaluable asset to the entertainment industry. And that, that's quite a bio, Michelle. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to talk to you. We, you and I have known each other for quite a few years. And the last time we were hanging out, you were mentioning this whole concept of pitch decks. And I was like, wow, you got to come on the podcast and talk about pitch decks. Because I, I'll be you know, frank, like I've heard the term pitch deck. I've seen pitch decks. But I've often wondered, especially on the development and film funding side of things, how a pitch deck works. So before we hop into it, maybe you could just explain for our listeners, what is a pitch deck? Sure. Um, yes, a pitch deck, it's, a, it's an important tool that a filmmaker should have on their project. It's something that conveys your script, your project, uh, your creative, and the business side all in a, in a condensed format. So um, depending on who the pitch deck is for, which you adjust them uh, you know, accordingly, you know, you want to be able to convey everything in a in a short, simple, condensed uh, condensed format. And um, I think that's such an essential tool because what I'll find filmmakers doing is, you know, they'll get so excited about their script and then they find a financial opportunity and then they say, okay, here, you know, Mr. High Net Worth Individual, read my script. And the, the money guy or girl, they're just like, okay, this is a great script, but now what? What's the plan? You know? How does this work? And then they start asking these verbal questions, whereas you can have it nicely prepared in a five to 10 page document, you know, with a little bit of, you know, pictures, a little bit of bullet points, and you can, you know, clearly express what you're trying to uh, create and at the same time show that potential investor an opportunity. So I have become more involved in helping people make those pitch decks simply because I personally represent uh, several financiers in the film industry, and I know firsthand what they want, what they look for, what's important to them. And it's not the same for all of them. You know, there, there is also a little bit of a of a of a talent that you you want to try to find and have 
in reading that person, just in anything, you know, you try to read people, you read that person, what's more important to them? Some of them are, you know, the the return, some of them are the, the glamour part of it, some of it, they just want to be part of Hollywood, and they're just a simple dentist that, you know, they say, oh, I could put in a couple hundred thousand, but how do I know I'm going to get the money back? So it's such an important yet simple thing that a filmmaker can do, you know, at zero cost. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. It's just a matter of time and effort, which you're already putting in anyway as a filmmaker. So this is just something that really represents, you know, your project. And, you know, you want to be able to have that ready for that moment when you meet somebody in an elevator and they say, oh, well, do you have something? Yep. Let me send it to you right now. Boom. There it is. So sorry, my little one is <laughs> stepping in here. Um, if you hear him in the background, so no, um, no, I, I can't. But you know, we're these days. I think everybody's working from home, so that's completely understandable. <laughs> yeah, my little. He's he's my like I like you said. Uh, he's my focus group. Sometimes I have to review um, animation, and so I will ask my son to take a look at this. And there's been actually a couple of times where he said. Oh, mommy, that that's scary. So I said, oh, okay, no, this is not for this age group. It has to go a little bit older, and it it, it works out great. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I I don't want to like breeze over that too. When when I when I was kind of um, going over your bio and looking at those bullet points in the introduction too, I, I wanted to actually I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. We can get. I know we're we're here to talk about pitch decks and stuff, but I I'd, I'd love to know what it's like. Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in the same boat that they're raising families and at the same time they're pursuing this career. How, how do you manage all that stuff? Um, you know, I've I've had to find a balance, and it, it's not easy. And I'm I'm not a hundred percent there. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I've had to take my my child to film sets. Um, you know, he was in a stroller. But, you know, he just has to come with me. I take him to film markets. He comes with me to Cannes. Um, it it just has to be done. But it can be done. There's there's been a little bit of um a fight in that in the sense of like the Cannes Festival, for example, uh, they, you know, they were really trying to support women in film, yet they wouldn't allow the child to go into the palais. And, you know, I had to have that conversation with them a few times. And now they actually badge the child. So, you know, you can go on in with the, the child. And as long as it's not something that's disruptive, you know, you can make it work. It's not something ideal that you want to do regularly, but at the times that you have to do it, you know, it's now become more, you know, simplified and possible. You know, why, why shouldn't that be accepted? No, thank you. Yeah. It, it's actually not, it's not actually not that hard. It, it, you have a few interruptions here and there, but it's, it's okay. Everybody understands everybody works with everybody. And, you know, for all the filmmakers out there who have the, the little kids, you know, you'll find, you'll find different ways to make it to your advantage and you'll find ways to make it work. And, you know, my, my child, he comes with me to the markets, to the festivals, uh, to all the events and he comes with me he'll even come with me to uh, some of the panels I'll speak on and he'll sit right there next to me on a panel and um, that's just how I have to do it <laughs> so it, it 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 works it's fine well talking about um, getting back into into pitch decks okay I, I've, I've talked to so-and-so and I think they really like this so let me make a pitch deck specific to that person is that what you're saying we'd want to make a pitch deck specific to each person yeah, well, yes. So what I mean by that is you, you create your main pitch deck, which will go over, uh, you know, some of the basic things that should be in a pitch deck. And, you know, some of the, uh, the filmmakers who I'll be working with, they now want to approach um, a, a specific director, for example. Okay. 
And so for that director, that director is not going to be as hungry for certain elements as an investor would. So now you want to just customize a little bit, make this for that director specifically, maybe include some of the comparables of one of that director's prior films, for example, which may not have necessarily been in the investor's pitch deck and so on. So it's just little customizations that that really personalize that pitch deck to someone. But for for the very start, my advice to filmmakers is simply to have that pitch deck or business plan. You know, there's different names for it. I just call it that. And just to have that ready. And then, you know, that one time I had the opportunity to send um, um, a pitch deck to Mel Gibson. Well, of course, I'm going to, you know, gear <laughs> that pitch deck specifically for him. And so I put some of the film titles and posters um, of his own work in there saying, well, this project, you know, resembles this, this and that. And now when I was sending the, the, the same pitch deck to a specific investor who I had learned just by conversation with that person, the type of stuff that he likes, I then adjusted that pitch deck according to that investor's liking and what's his interest and his soft spot and, you know, and so on. So my point is get the clay on the wheel and then you can shape it accordingly, you know, based on what you're looking to um, pursue, whether it's a filmmaker, whether it's an actor, whether it's the DP, whether it's the investor. And in nine times out of 10 right now, filmmakers are coming to me um, to pursue investors. So that's been my main, main focus. But I still advise invest, uh, filmmakers to to customize it accordingly, not just make that one pitch deck and boom, that's it, that's the end all be all, and then that's what they send out because you do want to adjust it. See, this is interesting because when you and I first started talking, I, I was in my mind thinking you would only pitch investors with this, and then I started thinking, you know, as you know, like I, Tom Malloy and I have worked together to create like Movie Plan Pro, which is a, a business plan template that, that Tom uses to raise money. But in, in this case, like a pitch deck is, is a little bit broader, it sounds like. Like you could use it to complement a business plan if you're going after the investors. But it also sounds like, and this is the part that's pretty cool to me, you would actually use this to pitch really anybody you're trying to, you know, work with. Like some sort of, you mentioned Mel Gibson. Like that's a that's a heavy hitter. Um, so yeah, yeah. So you would be trying to pitch Mel on, on participating in your project. Yeah, absolutely, and and actually, um, actually, a lot of the elements I've seen that in Movie Plan Pro, which I love that, and and I worked with you know Tom in the past on a number of projects, and when Tom and I were pursuing um, very specific uh, people, like an action director, because of an action project we had, you know, Tom immediately would adjust. I mean, he was the master of this. He would just simply adjust and customize our 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 pitch deck just for that specific person. So now the key is for these filmmakers, what should be in the pitch deck? And usually, again, usually most often, the filmmakers look to direct their own content. So it's usually yeah. just them trying to find the money. So I do really try to focus on just make this pitch deck right now for investors. And then when you get those little opportunities of, oh, let me send this to Mel Gibson, or let me send this to the head of Warner Brothers development, you know, that's then when you want to make those adjustments and accommodate for them. But to just get it right from the start, first make one for the investor and make that make your project an opportunity for the investor. What I find filmmakers do most often is they are asking someone for money to boost their own career. Big mistake. You don't want to do that, filmmakers. You want to 
create your project into an opportunity for the investor to want to invest in something. You're giving that person a chance to be involved in Hollywood. You're not asking them for a handout to, to boost your career because that's going to come automatically, right? When you make the film, when they give you that money and, the, and yeah. you get to make that movie. I, I think you've outlined pretty well why a filmmaker should make a pitch deck. You know, if I understand it correctly, they're really just trying to grab the attention of somebody they're trying to attract into the project, whether they be an investor or some other heavy hitter. Um, is there is there some reason why a filmmaker might not want to do a pitch deck? Uh, I mean, if if they have access to their own financing within, then they don't need one. Primarily, it's it's a way to convey to everyone else uh, that you're you're trying to sell, you're trying to get them involved. And so, if you need to have materials that show, you know, you have a very organized plan of what you're looking to do with someone else's money or and or time. That's a great way to do it. And the biggest mistake I find filmmakers doing is simply, you know, they have a script and they say, oh, great, you know, can I send you my script? Well, reading a script is two hours of someone's time. And the chances of that script bringing that reader, you know, a, a big, huge credit or a big paycheck is very slim to none. So you need to condense that two-hour read of a script and have a nice little presentation that has, you know, a, a synopsis, a logline. Um, it has your, your schedule. What are you, you know, looking to do? Do you, do you have a 12-day shoot? Do you have a 30-day shoot? These are really big differences. Uh, what type of cast are you looking? That's a, a major, major element. What type of cast are you looking to have? Are you looking to, you know, try to get Tom Cruise or are you trying to get, you know, the uh, an actor from The Vampire Diaries who we may all know his credit or her credit, but we may not know that person's name. So you have, you know, a picture of that, that cast wish list. Um, if you have a distribution plan, which you may not, there's a lot of things that you may not have, but that's okay because that will build in time. So there's a number of things that you want to put in there which I'll go over with you in just a moment, uh, that that show that this is becoming a tangible item for that person who's about to risk, you know, $200,000 or $500,000 or, you know, a million, whatever the budget is of that filmmaker uh, who's listening. And so, you know, and the bigger the budget, you know, the more security you want to have in there. And security just means, you know, the plan that you have, you know, for example, you know, we plan to shoot, okay, one, you want to put the genre, so we have an action film, and, you know, we plan to shoot this in uh, February 2021, you know, and we plan to shoot it in Georgia, and here's the tax credits, you know, and this is the percentage, and if our budget is, you know, uh, 700000 uh, j just to keep it at a certain threshold because of the, the SAG uh, uh, threshold, then, he well, here's the percentage that we would get back from this state. So this is the amount we're looking for. So out of 700, let's say you're looking for 550,000. So you have to ask for the money. That's the other thing is you need to ask for it. So we're looking for $550,000. And then the next page, you can simply have what the rate of um, return would be. You know, so here's our distribution plan. If we shoot this in at this time, then we'll have the film ready 12 months from that time, which would be ready for a can. And if it's released in can in 2022, for example, in 2022, then 12 months from that time, you know, you have these type of sales, VOD sales, you know, all these different ways to, to recoup 
And now the investor is starting to see how his or her money can come back. And they can t- tell themselves, okay, if I give this filmmaker 550000 for this action film because I love action films and I love that actor from that show that he's looking to cast, then I could plan to see, you know, at least 50 to 70% of my money within a 36-month turnaround, for example. And once that filmmaker is putting that all on paper for that potential investor to review in, you know, in his own time, you know, this is where a filmmaker can really win. And if it's a real investor, which, you know, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, or sometimes you make investors out of someone who isn't, you know, that's that's just such a simple, helpful tool that puts all of your thoughts and ideas into a tangible item now. Because, you know, films are not tangible until they're done. And so that's that's a hard sell. And that's this is a, a great way to present it besides the script itself. One of the other things I like to add is um, I do advise filmmakers to create a mock poster. This is something so simple and so small, but it actually makes such a big difference. You know, if you're making a if you have an action script, you know, or a sci-fi script, whatever the genre is, you know, Google, you know, other films that are similar and look at those film posters. And there's different ways you can, you could make a mock poster yourself. I think you can go to Fiverr. There's all these different, you know, ways you can do it for really, really cheap. I mean, you know, a couple hundred dollars, maybe at most, you can go to a film student and make this mock poster put Nicolas Cage on the cover and you could put on the bottom mock poster. And this is something just to use for your pitch deck. But now when you have that poster and you put Nicolas Cage on the front and you have the title of your film and the font that you imagined it and, you know, you put on the bottom, you know, um, directed by and then the filmmaker puts his or her name, it, it, it looks like it's a real film. Now it becomes tangible. So, if I'm the investor and you're asking me for $500,000 of my money, I'm looking to see, you know, what what is this going to be real? And now you're making this story that you've had in your mind as a filmmaker into a reality. You're making the film before the film was even made, you know, which is how the studios do it. I mean, they're a great model to look at in that sense. Look at how they do it. They have all of that already laid out before they ever even start pre-production. So on a filmmaker uh, who's doing an indie film, these are things that we can do. We can do it for very little money. Um, Most of it we can do for no money. It's just a matter of having the uh, basic tools on a computer, uh, which, you know, hopefully that filmmaker has. And if they don't, you know, there's a library, there's all these different sources they can do that. You can then go to, to, you know, a printing place and you can uh, print up that pitch deck. And then when that film festival comes around, you know, wherever this filmmaker lives, you know, you have a couple of them printed, you know, there with you in your bag when you go to a film market, you know, which a lot of people tend to do, you know, you have that pitch deck ready to, to, to present, you know, and it may not just be an investor. It could be um, a, a production company. It could be a distribution company. I mean, there's so many different entities out there that can participate in that filmmaking process of yours as a filmmaker. And this is the one thing that's going to convey all of that because the script is is just the story. It's just your blueprint of the actual film. But the actual building of that film is a whole other element that you need to convey. And this is where I'll find the, the tough part with the filmmaker is that they're so far on the creative that they forget that there is a business side to this. And 
that's one thing I cannot say enough. The film industry is a business. It is a business, and we have to remember that. We have to treat it as such. And I get when I do the films that I've done, I pretty much stay on the business side because most everybody's on the creative. And I depend on the creative to be the creative and to do that great of a job. I don't get involved in, you know, well, this is the wardrobe or this is the only part I'll get involved in is maybe casting. And that's because I wear a distribution hat. But otherwise, you know, people can be creative and they have to also remember that there is a business side to it. So when that filmmaker is making that movie, they should have in the back of their mind, this is someone's money and how do we recoup it? You know, you know, every director, oh, I want 45 days. Well, okay, we all want 45 days to film a movie, but we have someone's money here. So based on that money, based on the number of pages of your script, you need to calculate and do the business side of it of, wait a minute, I need to only spend, you know, $6,000 per day on the set. I, that's all I have. So I really need to only shoot this movie for, you know, based on your budget. You may only have 18 days to shoot or 12 days to shoot. And you don't get that luxury to shoot, you know, three pages per day. You may have to do five to six pages per day. You know, all of that stuff is on the business side of it. And a smart investor is going to ask that filmmaker those questions. And if they ask you that on the spot and you stutter, you lost. But if you think about it in advance and you put that all in your pitch deck in a very simple way, in a very simple format, you know, I'm not talking about doing, you know, crazy algebra here. I'm just saying basic, you know, information of, you know, this is how much we're looking to spend. This is how much we're looking to put in post and so on. Now you've already conveyed that to the investor. And the only thing left for the investor to ask are maybe some basic, you know, math questions and then the creative. Oh, so uh, so what kind of actors are you looking to put in the film? And now they get involved. They get excited about it because you've made this an opportunity for them. And it, it all comes out of those 10 to 12 pages that you've created and, and conveyed what you're looking to make. You know, as you're, as you're talking here and I'm visualizing this, and, and it's interesting to talk about a pitch deck on a podcast because I would say a pitch deck is a pretty visual element if I'm hearing you right. And then that brings to mind uh, other visual elements. Now, you talked a little bit about the mock poster, um, and I think you might have been talking about with the mock poster, is that the same as a one sheet? And then my other part of the question is, what's the difference between a pitch deck, a one sheet, and a lookbook? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a great question. Um, so a one sheet actually is just, it, it's, it's a great tool, which I always advise everyone to make that uh, for their for their film. And again, let's say you have an action film. Um, you can, if you have a mock poster, you know, you have a little thumbnail there of the that poster. And then you put the basic information of, you know, whatever you do have. You know, here's the genre, uh, the number of minutes, you know, that you plan to have. Let's just say it's a you know, 88 minutes. In other words, it's not a two-hour film. Um, the language, the the country it's being made in, um, a logline, you might have a synopsis. Uh, if you have a director, you put that in. Anything that you have, you know, of main interest to another entity, you would put that in. And then your contact information. If there is a IMDb page, you could, you know, put that link in there. Um, you know, whatever you may have, but just a very condensed version because not everybody is ready to, not everybody's ready to take in all that information because most often than not, you're not, a filmmaker is not going to be talking directly to a check writer or I'm dating myself here to a, a money transfer. <laughs> They're going to be talking to someone who knows someone. 
And so when you talk to your friend, for example, Bob, and Bob says, oh, hey, you know, Jason, I have uh, this friend of mine who is, um, you know, he's into construction, but he's looking to get into Hollywood. You know, is there something that we can show him that maybe he might be interested in putting some money into something and, you know, starting that way? You know, yeah, here, let me send you a one sheet. So you're not bombarding him with too much material. You're not bombarding him with a script because they're definitely not ready to read a script. You're just sending something that shows here, here's a little something that they can look at. And if they're interested, I always like to do this. If they're interested, then um, they can ask me for the pitch deck and I'll send that over with the script because I never voluntarily throw a script at anybody. I wait for them to ask because I want them to be baited by the, the pitch. I want them to first be interested in, oh, there's something here. Because if they're not interested, they're not spending two hours to read a script. That's for sure. And now you've just, you know, exploited your script and put it out there in cyberspace to somebody else that, you know, you don't even know. And that's not, you know, advisable. Not only that, but I would think that that could overwhelm like a, like, let's go back to like a, somebody that's running six different businesses, like some of the prospective investors do to give them like a 90 page script is like here, read a screenplay and it's possible and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd imagine a lot of these folks maybe never even read a screenplay. So they wouldn't even have context for it. That's exactly right. And going back to actually the, the question, I, I apologize. I didn't complete it. Um, the difference between the, the one sheet and the, the uh, lookbook and the pitch deck. Um, I had someone send me, what they thought was their pitch deck uh, a couple months ago, it was 45 pages of photos. And I looked at this and I said, I still have no idea what this is. I could see that this looks like a Quentin Tarantino style movie, but that's all I know. I have no idea how much this movie costs, nothing. And so the lookbook is something you can have to complement. Now, if you're on the creative side and you're the director and the writer uh, of your action film, let's just say, let's use that as an example again, you can have a separate document that conveys the artistic side of it, which is fantastic. It's not something that I'm personally interested in looking at because that's not my part of, you know, what I do. But to whoever else you may be conveying this to, uh, the DP, certain cast members, um, or maybe an investor who now wants to get involved on the creative side, which some of them do. And now once they've they've committed financially, that's something that you show them. So a lookbook is going to be more of the creative side, your pictures, your elements, maybe some of the location shoots that you've, you were able to already scout, um, the buildings, um, also images from other films that, you know, you, you may have a, a similar film that that you're making that looks like another film that you're that you're excited by like a, let's just say again Quentin Tarantino film and you start taking you know some action stills from pulp fiction and you put that in that's in the lookbook the one sheet is what i said before which is all on one document just your basic information the genre any cast attachment uh, if it's a director is attached a log line a very brief synopsis and your contact information and maybe a picture of your mock poster, or if you have a nice actor attached, you put a picture of that actor. Um, and then the pitch deck is more of that business opportunity. And that's what, you know, I'm trying to help filmmakers today on this call uh, to know how to do, um, but that's primarily what it's for. So there is a big difference. And I do find filmmakers, they kind of combined all of that. 
and it becomes very messy. I just actually had the experience yesterday with a wonderful uh, filmmaker who, you know, sent me what he thought was a pitch deck and it had so much of a lookbook in it. And then I was so confused and I was asking him, I said, well, do you have this information? Do you have that? What's your schedule? You know, what's the budget? And he said, oh, I have that in a business presentation. So he sends me that separately after the fact. And it was a 25-page text document. It was just all text. And I had to keep going through it. And I just said to him, you know, this is actually really complicated. I can't find what I'm looking for without switching back to two different files. Can you just create this all into one and take out a lot of this stuff and keep it into a more condensed uh, um you know, document that I feel I can get it all in, you know, in a five minute read, and then I can ask you questions to go deeper. So I do find this mistake very common, which is why I've been more adamant about um, helping other filmmakers with that, because helping them, it also helps us, you know, to see what it is that they're looking to make, and it helps in financing, and it helps with the investors. And, you know, it's very easy to lose someone who's financially interested um, in in putting money in just because there's so much content out there and it's not the actual content it's just the presentation and the model that they're looking to be sold on where they feel comfortable in putting their money into that so um you know you guys sometimes most often you guys get one shot you know do it right and you know there there's so many ways you can do it that you can avoid doing it the wrong way and um that's that's what I'm hoping to you know get across well, again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm sure, you know, a lot of folks are going to be reaching out to you. But again, let me just go ahead and announce that. So best place to find you is michellealexandria.com. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.